Hello friends, I'm back, Rachel, for another episode of my Miniature Obsession podcast. I'm so glad that you were here and I hope that you are well. Me, I'm doing awesome. I'm really busy. I know I probably say that every episode, but there's a lot going on and there's so many things I want to share with you. And if you love miniatures, which I'm assuming you do because that's why you're here, I have a real treat for you. But before I get into that, I feel like I need to back up a little and just tell you the story from the beginning. So I know I've told you this before, but the main reason I do this podcast and the reason I love it so much is the amazing people that I get to meet. I am so grateful for these amazing connections and the new friendships that I have made, as I know some of them will last for a lot a lifetime. So for example, take Holly from my interview today. When we chatted and recorded the episode, um, we mentioned that we should collaborate on something, maybe start an online miniature community, you know, and we just kind of chatted. But that evolved into something that I'm so excited to announce to you today, and because Holly and I made it a reality. That's right. We have an online community now called the Mini District. It's a place where miniaturists can come together. We have so many things. So currently we have a cafe in our district. This is the forum. So this is where you can chat with other miniaturists and ask questions, get guidance, learn from them. You know, we're just starting with that. And well, the whole community is new. It's only about a week new. So there will be a lot more great conversations and things happening in the, in the cafe. But we have a marketplace. So this is a very detailed directory of miniature vendors and sellers. So this really eliminates the frustration when you're searching for that perfect miniature. And I know this even happened to me. I want something very specific. The other day, I, I'm doing something for my subscription box and I wanted um, little wooden faces. And uh, just the hours I spent trying to find it and so if I can go to a directory, type in, you know, wooden faces, and every vendor that has it would pop up. I mean, amazing. So we are just starting to build that marketplace. Then we have a blog with very um, amazing tutorials and articles that we're adding in there once a week. There'll be a new blog. So again, that's growing. And the best of all that people have been raving about is the district's warehouse. Now, the warehouse is where we house all of our freebies, such as downloads, SVG files, um, 3D files, and we're adding new freebies all the time. So Holly and I meet every week to discuss the district and how to bring you up-to-date miniature news and just freebies. And our, when we get together and collaborate, we just have so many amazing ideas that you know, sometimes we have to bring it back and be like, okay, we're only human, so we need to do this in stages. But I want you to know that there is a lot more to come in the marketplace, and I'm just really, really excited to bring you new things every week. It's like, I feel like a kid at Christmas. It's awesome. So I can tell you, though, and you'll be the first to know, this isn't even on our social media yet, so feel like privilege that you get to be the first to know but we are going to be doing a holiday swap so details on that to come basically you're going to send um, a fellow miniaturist something for Christmas and in return you'll get something it is a small ticketed item doesn't have to be much so look for that to be coming and then we are also going to have a holiday contest with some pretty amazing door prizes all you have to do is simply post a picture of your holiday creation or scene and then members of the district vote on their favorite and then you win some amazing prizes so again more details on that to come soon and like i said you're the first to know so if you don't want to miss out on any of these amazing things you definitely want to sign up for our newsletter at the minidistrict.com and then you'll find out about all these amazing things coming. And then while you're there, definitely check out the warehouse. You're going to want to download all those freebies. Again, we add them all the time, but there's a lot in there right now. And then check out the forum. Make sure, you know, get in there, start a conversation with another uh, miniatures friend and all the 
all the new friends you can make. How amazing. And then if you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook, that's another way to keep up to date with what's going on in the district. And our handle is at the mini district. So that's our handle. Or I'm, yeah, at the mini district. So while um, I know that was a lot that I just threw at you, but I'm just so excited and I hope that you you check us out. It's going to be amazing. And if you're listening before November 1st, make sure that when you're on the website, you click the events tab because we have the ultimate grand opening giveaway still going on and it ends at midnight on Halloween night. But it's valued at over $200. There's some amazing prizes in there and you get all of it if you win the giveaway. So make sure that when you're in there, click on the events section, the tab, and you'll want to sign up for that because you don't want to miss out on that amazing giveaway. All right, I think that's it then. Um, So let's get into today's episode. I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Holly. And like Holly, I would love to connect with you as well. So please reach out to me. My email is rachel at micdropminiatures.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. My handle is um, at Mike Drop Miniatures. And if social media isn't your thing, then I can be reached at MikeDropMiniatures.com. Okay, so I hope you enjoy today's episode. And I really hope to hear from you soon. All right, take care. Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? I yeah, can't I'm, I'm, I'm dressed. That. I'm just not, not like clean. You what? I'm dressed. I'm just not clean. <laughs> Okay, I, your video is not up yet, but that's okay if you don't want it on. Oh, oh, I thought it was. Here we go. Oh, there you are. Look at you. You're fine. No, before when you're like, I don't have clothes, I'm like, well, well I'm on PJ still. No I worries. In my office, I, was like, I can't stand this room anymore. I got to clean, so I just did like a major once over, and I thought, okay, this is enough for now. Oh, I was gonna say it looks amazing. Look behind me. My room is always a disaster, but. I say as creatives, I guess we, we can have that excuse that our rooms can be really messy. Yeah. But if you're like me, um, when you get like a really good clean, don't you feel like you're more creative? Oh, absolutely. And I've always been this way as, even as a child, even in school and studying, like I couldn't study for anything until I cleaned my room, you know? And sometimes when I need to work on a big project, I need to make sure everything's clean before I can do it. And it's just have always been so it's crazy, but it had gotten really bad after last week because, you know, last week I finally jumped back into working on the house and, and this was just, you you couldn't even move. (laughs) I said, this is ridiculous. I must clean it. So I feel like when you work on miniatures too, it requires kind of sometimes a lot of supplies or tools. So it can get messy. Yes. (laughs) But well, thank you for meeting with me today. I yeah. I've been following you on Instagram, and you know you posted some things, and then I realized, wow, we have a lot in common. Yeah, we are both graphic designers. Mm-hmm. Um, you already have the Glowforge. I really mm-hmm. want to learn, so I have some questions about that. Sure. And um, yeah, we're, well, obviously the Dollhouse miniatures. It's it looks like you're getting into three D printing, which I'm into. So we just have a lot in common. I think we're both creative junkies. So I really wanted to just have you on and just pick your brain. And 
I think I have the coolest job because I get to meet so many interesting people like yourself. So it's really fun to meet new people. So let's talk a little bit about, I think you, I counted, you have four businesses. Is that correct? Let's see. One, two. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, do I have four? Yeah. Yes, four. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 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 So do you four. sleep? <laughs> okay. I'm a spreadsheet junkie. So I even will take my businesses and put them in a, in a spreadsheet and figure out my days, like what, I can focus on this day and that day. And then I try to figure out how I can block things. So Mm -hmm. I'm Pinterest is my game. And that's where I have seen traffic driven to my site more than any other thing other than YouTube. And so I, you know, we'll have to say like, okay, this day I'm working on Pinterest for these businesses, you know, so I'll block them or on this day I'm filming videos for this business. And so if I don't do that, I can't get it done. And plus I love like Asana. Asana is my project management app that I use to schedule everything. Cause if it's not on there, it's not getting done. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. I was just going to ask you if Tailwind has been your friend for Pinterest. Oh, yeah. So I use Tailwind with Pinterest. Um, I recently just, well, go back a bit about four or five years ago, I took a Pinterest course to really help me learn how to use Pinterest better to drive traffic to my websites. And it worked great. And then all of a sudden this year, some things went different. Like they changed their whole algorithm. They weren't as interested in repins as they were fresh pins. And so I just took a new course from somebody. Um, it's, if I can say Levy Road Studios. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. I mean, Amy's amazing. She's constantly like researching everything. And I took this whole course and then I hired somebody to kind of go in and optimize my boards for SEO. And yeah, that's my traffic driver. And Tailwind is what makes me be able to stay on top of it. I can schedule, Mm -hmm. like right now, each one of my businesses has about 250 pins scheduled all the way through October. So I'm pretty jealous for those that don't don't know what Tailwind is. It's basically a a program that pins your your yes. Instagram or not Inst- Pinterest well, post yeah. over. They do have an Instagram feature, but I tried it and didn't like it. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't used it for that. Yeah. I'm I'm barely lately these days. Like I'm just like one day ahead. I'm really right. actually bad. So it's hard. It and is. You know, it's it's sometimes it's about making trying to make a habit. And if I could pick like one thing to become a habit with and practice doing on the regular, then it just gets a little bit easier. And I've been using Asana to manage all of my business projects, all my tasks. I'm talking even like minute little tasks, like create a Pinterest graphic, write a Pinterest Mm -hmm. description, because for me and my brain, if I can check each one of those little things off, I feel like I've done it. I've done something that doesn't get missed and I feel accomplished. And so I've been using that for about three years now and I can't imagine not using it now so it's the only thing that keeps me on track <laughs> I feel like I need that for my personal life like well now we have 4-H now we have band, yeah. now we have football <laughs> I have personal stuff on there you know file your quarterly taxes and do this and do that I mean yeah if I don't I forget it it's horrible I have to look into that one yeah and there's if there's a free plan which is what I use and it's great so before we get into the miniatures, I just want to talk a little bit about your other businesses. I want to show you, I bought a pen. Um, I use a Wacom tablet, so a pen to me has just always been my thing. I can't even use a mouse anymore. So I bought myself a stylus pen and I've been using my iPad in Procreate and I I put a post recently on on my Facebook, like, I've neglected my kids because I now figured out what Procreate is and it's amazing. And then they even have like videos in there that'll video, you know, your work and it's addicting. So you have a a business that you teach other people how to use your iPad with your stylus. How fun, how fun. So how long have you been doing that? Well, let's, let's see. I would say about six years now I've been, I've had hollypixels.com for about six years. And like I, I think I told you earlier, it is, I started it as I was creating my own SVG files for Cricut and Silhouette. And I was hand lettering everything in Procreate. And people were like, well, how did you do this? And how did you do that? 
and all my life I've been kind of a teacher, you know, I've always been willing to share and because I feel like, why am I, why would I gatekeep that information from people? It's just, there's enough to go around. And so I decided to start teaching how to do lettering. So it started out with lettering on the iPad and then it moved into some drawing on the iPad with Procreate. And then it turned into like with digital planning, which could kind of go with it because we could create like stickers and things in Procreate that we can make digital to put into our cute digital planners. And um, yeah, it's just kind of evolved. And I brought on other people who sell like brushes for Procreate or digital planner stickers to sell in my shop. And we've been doing that, like I said, for about six years and it grew from YouTube. You know, I was doing tutorials on there and it just kind of like took off and yeah, it's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounds like fun. So you are an Apple girl then all around? Oh yeah. Hello, yeah. iMac Pro, um, uh, iPhone, iPad Pro. Yes. Oh yeah. All the way. I love my Apple products. It's kind it's of expensive, a, but I love it. <laughs> it's a fight in our house. That's exactly what my husband will say. It's so expensive. You could buy a PC for half the price. I'm like, you just don't get it. You don't get no, it. No, my brother's the same. He's like, I could build you a PC for this amount. I'm like, it's just not the same, you know. I mean, I know. I understand, but it's just the one thing I will spend money on, you know. <laughs> I'm with you. So then you have the SVG files, then you started to use those for laser cutting, mm -hmm. which I'm so jealous you have, you have a Glowforge. I'm... Can I tell you the story about how yes, I got please. Glowforge? Are you yeah. ready for this? This is hilarious. So <laughs> I've had it about three years and I want to say about three years ago, my brother and sister-in-law said, come over for your birthday dinner. I will fix you a pollo fundido, which is my favorite meal. And Sorry, pollo what? fundido. So oh. pollo fundido is a Mexican dish with chicken, but it has, it, it's so not good for you because it's got cream cheese and bacon and jalapenos and all that. Sounds around it. <laughs> and margaritas will make, and they make fresh margaritas every time you're with them. So of course we're having some margaritas and my brother's like, you got to check out this really cool thing on YouTube. I want to show you. It's like a, it's a laser cut. It's called a glow forge. He goes, I remember seeing it when, when it was in a Kickstarter. Okay, sure. And we're watching these videos and we're just drinking margaritas like it's nothing. And I'm like, oh man, I really want one of those. He's like, well, you should get one. And I'm like, with what? He goes, well, you know, you can get a Discover card with 0% interest for a year and then you can just pay it off after a year. And I was all like, well, okay, I think I'll do that. So yeah, a, a little night of margaritas turned into me buying a Glowforge. <laughs> wow, I need to go to your brother-in-law's house because... <laughs> I'm just on the fence. And then I go, do I want a Glowforge or do I want a different brand? Yeah. And then you get caught up in the reviews and so many people yeah. say Glowforge isn't good and they're the best. And I think you have to think about how you're going to use it. If it is something that you're going to use on a small scale, you know, for things like miniatures. And when we started out, we were making keychains. We'd sell like acrylic blanks and keychains and you know, custom keychains with names and stuff. We'd hand letter or I'd hand letter and procreate, you know, vector it and illustrator and we would cut out keychains and it did really, really well. And we weren't doing this like these massive projects. They were really small kind of things. And I think it was, it's great for that type, you know, or if you're in the crafting business, you're kind of smaller, but if you want to go something bigger, I would definitely look at something else because they're not open source. So you can't really, you know, you can't like change out parts and you know, that kind of thing. And so I've run into issues where I've had twice, not long after I first got it, I had to send it back and get another one because of the, I don't know what happened, but like it just wouldn't even power. And this last time we went back and forth over um, it getting stuck on trying to like center and focus. And they finally were like, well, we're moving our, our facility for repairs and we don't really have a way to like take any you know, thing right now, but we could sell you a used one for the cost of what it would cost to repair it, which was like $700 or something. And I was like, $700 mm. to repair it. But I go, okay, but a new Glowboard would cost me, yeah. you know? So and I just went and did it. But I said, if this one goes out, I will, I'll go to something else for sure. So what do you know what you would go to? Um, I don't, I mean, I've been looking, I, I think, I think it was you I told, maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. There was another uh, brand, like a Thunder or something. I can't remember what it's called now. And and then I've heard of like the Mira, I think, or Mira. So I've heard of different ones. And you, like you said, you see different reviews and you go. And it's a huge investment. 
It is. is. Well, because if I'm going to go with another one, I'm going with another, like a bigger, better one that's got like, you know, better service and better features and that rotary. I want the rotary engraved really bad. That's so bad. (laughs) Kind of a backstory on my, my laser cutter. When we moved to this house two years ago, I have this room, which I'm in now videoing this um, podcast and I'm like, wow, so big. Like, what am I going to put in here? It's so (laughs) awesome. And now I just told my husband, I think I need to build on and we need a new house because I'm running out of room. So I like started to take up other areas of the house. And so when I told him I wanted a laser cutter, he's like, well, how big is it? And then when I started to measure, I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty big. I'm I'm looking at the Mira five. And then the guy told me it's like 500 pounds. And I'm like, oh, Oh. in the basement, like I got to ventilate it. I started telling him all this stuff and I could see him like, oh man. We recently moved. So the Glowforge used to be in the basement. Well, backstory. This room was my grandmother's bedroom. I was a caretaker for her. She had Alzheimer's. And last August, I finally had to put her in memory care. Um, So my basement was where my office was. And it's a split level home. So I don't have like a full, huge basement. I just have like, you know, half the house kind of basement size. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to move my office upstairs. So it started out with my office was up here. And then it was, well, I'm going to move my 3D printers here. And then it was, well, I'm going to move my my stickers and inventory that I have for sale here too. And then my brother was like, well, we're building a house and we really need to sell our house and have a place to stay while our house is being built. Can we stay in your basement? <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I, I guess, but now where does the Glowforge go? Because like you said, it has to be vented and there's no room in this room for it. So it's in the garage now, which is great because you just stick the hose out the front of the garage where you're using it and you're fine. But, but you must yeah. be in a warmer climate. We're in Colorado. So I only moved it in May and it was cold in May. <laughs> so yeah, it was cold in May. So come end of September or October, I'm like, I think we're going to end up having to move it like in the dining room or something. I don't know where I'm going to be able to move it because I don't think they'll be in their home until October. So, but the Glowforge is pretty small, right? I mean, you can fit that yeah. on the table. Yeah. Yeah. We have it on, um, so I have these Ikea tables, you know, these Lindman tables from Ikea. So they have a, the smallest one they have. And I don't remember what the width is. It's like 40 something inches. It fits on that perfectly, perfectly. And that's what it's been on. And then I have the Ikea rolling cart with the drawers. It's like the wider one that I keep like, you know, materials, acrylic, frosted acrylic and things like that inside. And so it's helpful, but it's all in the garage right now. <laughs> I hear you. So do you think it's hard, like the learning curve on a laser cutter is hard for somebody who started? If you know how to use SVG files, like with a Cricut or a Silhouette, then you know how to, you can use it. It's not hard. Now, if you're going to design stuff with it, you need to have some sort of vector skills. So obviously I'm an Adobe Illustrator girl. I've used it for years and years. Um, So I create everything in there save it as SVG and it's pretty easy to use, but I will say that Glowforge has an amazing community. So like if you're stuck and you just go under their form and ask a question, somebody's going to have an answer for you right away, you know? And I've learned a lot of tricks from people in there, you know, like, oh, well, if I don't, if I want to cut on, um, like the, like a two millimeter kind of wood, what would I, my settings kind of be just so I can get used to, you know, and then like they're there and they're telling you, or they'll say, you need to get magnets to hold your wood down. Cause sometimes it can kind of warp your wood can, depending on your climate and how you have it. Oh, okay, cool. You know, and it was like an amazing trick to learn from people. So they're always in there sharing, which I think is what helps a whole lot. But, you know, if you know how to use a cricket or a silhouette, you're gold. You're fine. Yeah. So will you be selling your SVG files for dollhouses? I don't know. So I'm torn. Like I'm torn if I want to sell the SVG files or if I want to just sell kits, like I'll cut it for you and here you go. You put it together. What about both? Well, I've thought about that too. So I, I, I'm torn. I, I like, I made, I know you can't see it here. You probably saw it on Instagram. I made a little porch swing. I just designed it in Illustrator, cut it out. And I thought, well, maybe I'll sell the file. Then I'm like, well, how many people don't have laser cutters? It just went to the pieces. I'm like, well, maybe you could just sell that. So I'm kind of on the fence right now of how I want to do that. Um, 
because I want to make a lot of the stuff for my house. And I also love supporting other people who make things. And there's not a ton of that online, you know, I mean, I try to find 3D files to print and there's just not a lot, you know, I know. 3D so is definitely another beast. I know I want, I mean, I want those and I want to be, you know, I think it's just, I think it's a market that has a huge potential mm -hmm. um, to kind of get started and, you know, take off. So maybe I see you love polls. Um, so do I, maybe we should write a poll. Um, how yeah. many creators have laser cutters? Right. It's really not that many. So good idea that don't have vector programs or things like that you know svg files if you could buy one you it would be amazing yeah. just like 3d i sometimes with my 3d printer i have this friend that i met and he's really talented and i'm like can i just pay you to make the 3d file because for yes. me to sit down and to make it would be well worth the money which yes. i give to you well, don't you find as like if you're used to apps like you know, Illustrator or Photoshop, and then you try to go in the 3D apps, it's like not the yeah. same. Cause everybody goes, oh, you'll, you'll pick it up. I'm like, oh no, I'm trying to do the same command shortcuts and nothing's happening. And I get mad and <laughs> I, I made a picture the other day for my subscription box uh, for margaritas. Uh -huh. And I did just the spout to make a spout the way I wanted was driving me crazy. So yeah. Yeah, it's way different. So it's something it I'm is. learning and I'm taking a course on it because yeah, it is, it's not, it's not easy. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that laser cutting will be easier. I think it is. It's very similar to cutting vinyl and it's the whole process is pretty, I mean, you do, you have to, you do have to learn like your layers of like, okay, um, you know, what I'm engraving, what I'm scoring, what I'm cutting, like how you want to do them in that order. And then you tell it, you know, I want to engrave this and this is the wood I'm using. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> so do you use um, resin or I see behind you filament for you? I have a resin printer and I have a filament printer. Now I okay. got the filament printer and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> it's funny because my so my brother loves 3d printing and i asked him if i want to get a resin printer which one should i get and he told me to get this any cube no this photon zero any cubic but the bed is not big enough and i wish i had gotten the bigger you know plate instead of the smaller one that i have what are you trying to print on it that it's too small well like i was thinking i wanted to do like i, I saw a 3d file for a a wrought iron headboard design for a bed, which I thought was super cute, but it's just too big for the plate. So I said, okay, there's going to be times I'm going to run into things where I might something a little bit bigger. So maybe I need this, the filament printer. So we went to, I don't know, some little tech store here in Denver. And I said, okay, let's just get it. But you have to teach me how to use it. But has he taught me how to use it? No. So it's, it's sitting there can't <laughs> looking wait to, pretty. <laughs> you can't wait to see what you make with it. The only thought I had with you, like your bed, can you angle it? So it's upright more? I think it's too wide because this, this bed, this little tray or this little plate on the, um, photon zero is not as wide as I thought it would be. So okay. I feel like I have the same one, but maybe not. I'd have to look. It's the, like the basic one. It's the lowest one. <laughs> So yes. you have so many tools. Like I was just thinking you yeah. have, I'm probably sure you have a, um, a printers like, cause you, oh, yeah. I have one, two, three in here. I have a sublimation printer, a color printer, and then a regular laser printer. Yes. <laughs> Can you just talk a little bit about the sublimation yeah. printers and like your process there? Cause sure. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with that. So sublimation is technically it's a, it's a type of paper. So you have to get a special type of paper that you print full color designs on, typically a PNG file that's, you know, transparent on the edges, but it can be like, you know, textures and watercolors. It can be really pretty. And you would print on the transfer, on the sublimation paper. And then you have to use certain types of like material it has to be like a polyester type material or a polyester blend that has like a, I think it's like 50% or more polyester in the blend of the shirt. 
and you heat press it onto the shirt and you have like this pretty design that's almost like screen printing, but you don't feel like the, the ink or anything like that. So um, when, I know. Can you do it on wood or anything then? Or it's you can sublimate on wood. Yes, you can. There are some like sprays and stuff that you can kind of spray down to help it not just adhere, but be a little bit more vibrant. Um, so there are like a lot of blanks out there. You can buy socks that are sublimation blanks that you can do all over prints on um, pop sockets, like the little blanks for those uh, keychains. Lots of different things you can do. Dog tags. There are tumblers and mugs you could sublimate on. And Have you tried anything for miniature? Not with sublimation yet. Um, I haven't. I, I was thinking of maybe like little pillows, like to mm -hmm. sublimate designs as opposed to printing on printable fabric to see if I get like a prettier vibrant color from it. But what about mats? I'm thinking like mats for like the front door. Do you um, think like that would work? Maybe I would, I would imagine, I would imagine it would be, you could, I don't know why you couldn't, you know, um, there's like a lot of things you could probably do with it. You could probably do like little blankets or little throws or, you know, stuff like that too. Um, yeah, I need yeah. a bigger room because now I want <laughs> these. Well, it's funny. Here's this, the funny thing was I got the printer you, that's here, the smaller mm -hmm. color printer, it's an Epson Echo Tank. So are they pretty expensive? Do what now? Are they expensive? Sorry. To... That one was only about, that was probably in like the $200 range. That oh. one was. Okay. And it's just an inkjet printer and you just can put sublimation inks in it. But when I got it, I realized I didn't get a wide format and I thought I'm really going to want wide format for sublimation, especially for like sweatshirts and shirts and stuff like that. And so I knew they made another model of this and it's been out of stock everywhere. And I finally found one in stock on Amazon and I know I paid way higher for it than it's worth. <laughs> um, and so then I bought the sublimation inks and I put the inks in it. So when you buy one, an inkjet printer, you can pretty much turn any inkjet printer into a sublimation. There's certain ones have a little bit better quality, but you can't put any other inks in the tank. You ha it has to be sublimation first only. So that's why I have two color and that one, or I wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have done that. So yeah. Out of all your favorite little or your all your gadgets, which one yeah. is your favorite? You got the resin, you got the cricket, the glowforge, the I would say the glowforge. I would say laser cutting is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I I really don't know my cricket super well other than I print and cut stickers on it. That's about all I know how to do on it. A lot of times my mom will be like, can you cut something for me? And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. You have to tell me what I need to do. You know, <laughs> she's got a silhouette and I, um, I was like, I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sure you'll learn because you're very techie. But I'm like, I'm like you, like you see, you see these like shiny new things and you want to try it and you want to do it, you know, like I just, that's what I want to do. And then I realized I don't have time to do it all, but because yeah. when somebody goes, oh, you're going to do dollhouse stuff. And I was all like, that's just to teach me patience. <laughs> that's a good segue. Next, I was going to ask you how you got started with miniatures. You just started, you said January of this year. Yeah, I, um, before that, I would see things on Instagram and I would send, for some reason, my friend and I would send them back and forth. I know what it was. It was like something Ray Dunn related because we both were into our Ray Dunn mugs. And I think we had sent it like, look at this cute little miniature Ray Dunn little, uh, mug rack you know it was so cute and so we just kept sending back and forth all things and I'm like I go oh I this is so cute I would love to get into this and she goes me too I would love it would be so much fun and then I finally just said you know what I'm gonna do this year I'm just gonna make a little room box I'm gonna teach myself something new and force myself not to work on weekends and only just play with like something that's not business related and just kind of have fun with it and again, teach myself some patience and just learn how to just enjoy something as opposed to turning it into a business as we've talked about me turning things into business for it. And always um, hurrying. <laughs> like, right? It's, it's how my brain works. 
And so, yeah, I just decided to do that. I followed um, uh, on TikTok, her name, is it Simply Living Mini? Is that her name? I can't remember her name now. Oh God, I feel horrible. She does familiar. all the room boxes, like yep. a bunch of them on her wall. Is that her? Yes. And I was like, what scale do you do? This is so amazing. These are so cute. Oh my gosh, these are so wonderful. And so that kind of inspired me just to kind of just go for it. So, and yeah. You made <laughs> So you made a room box. Did you hang it on the wall? No, because I ended up making it like a little tiny, almost like a dollhouse with a roof. So it's kind of like it just didn't work for that. So, and I really screwed up some scaling and stuff in it, but that's okay. Cause I'm like, I'm learning, you know, I was just trying to learn how to do it, you know? So it's in my bedroom now. <laughs> nice. So now you're working on the Vermont farmhouse. Yeah. How did you just saw it? And like, I like that. Yes, I just saw, well, for one, I thought it's not as big as some of these really big ones. And I thought, okay, it's not going to take up a lot of space. So I have room for it. And um, I just bit the bullet and got it. So I'm going to get this and just do it. And I bought a little garage too. There's a kit that I, it's in my closet. I obviously haven't put it together yet to put next to it. So I think that'll look so adorable, but um, yeah. That's you. So it's very modern, which is kind of my style too. Yes. Do you say that you would decorate your house, your real house, like you would your dollhouse? Or is it kind of like yeah. how you want to decorate? This one is about how I would, how I kind of decorate. Like my living room is very um, kind of more modern farmhouse look, you know, that kind of style. Um, it has like lots of whites and grays and, and stuff like that. Now this room is just boring, but <laughs> um, yeah, so but I think if I were to do another one, because I think my style is, is changing, I would definitely go more glam boho as opposed to, you know, farmhouse. Like I love more greenery and more like pots of flowers and different things like that. And the muted colors and, and um, just kind of more like a, like grown up version as opposed to the hippie style of boho, you know? Um, I think I would go that way, but I don't know. <laughs> you, you already have your next project all planned out. <laughs> I know what's funny is my, my nephew goes, well, when you're done with this house, can we have it? Him and his sister, they're six and three. And I said, does that mean I have to do another one after this? <laughs> he goes, yes. It's <laughs> awesome. So what do you love making the most? Like, have you well, attempted clay and all that or mostly just construction of the home? It's been mostly construction. So I started on it. I don't remember when I started on it. Oh gosh. But I, when it's, when my brother and his family moved in, I kind of went into like this, like depressed mode because my whole, like how my house changed, my routines changed and I just didn't touch it for a few months. And I was like, I got to get back to it. I really, really do. And I just said, I don't want to do something if I'm not interested in doing it right now. And so it wasn't until a few weeks ago, I finally logged back into my Instagram for Aston Miniature. And I was like, oh, I feel inspired. You know, these people are so amazing. They're so helpful. They're so creative. They're so inspiring. I can do this. I can get back into this. And so last week when I should have been working, working, I was playing with the dollhouse and doing things. And I changed the color of the outside. I just changed my whole like trajectory of what I was thinking I was going to do, you know, with it. And I think it just kind of sparked something in me. So I've really only done outside stuff right now. Um, I'm getting ready to do flooring this weekend inside. So it's almost ready to start doing inside things. <laughs> so then will you make all the accessories and everything? Or do you think you'll mostly collect all that? I think it'll be a mix of both. Okay. I think because you know, like I said, there's so many talented, talented people on Etsy. I can sit there forever looking at things and what people are, you know, doing on Instagram and I'll even DM somebody and say, could you make this, you know, you know, it just, I got the cutest little wreath for my door from, um, the, my mini porch, uh, lady. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It is so adorable for Halloween. Cause I'm going to do like a, a pink and orange kind of theme for the outside. Mm -hmm. And she made me a wreath. And so I just know, you know, it's, I think it's so important to like support other people too and their creativeness and their craftiness and their businesses. Um, 
obviously I want to try to make the things that I think I can make, but also recognize when there's somebody else out there who has that talent that I can go to that I know I can buy something from. So there yeah, are, there are a lot of talented miniatures yeah. for sure. They're and really I want to say that Colorado has a, a show. I don't know because yes. the pandemic, if it's going on or whatever. It's but. coming up, but I don't remember. I got an email not too long ago. Yes, there's a show coming up this fall. Mm-hmm. Next month, maybe. Well, I got to remember. I need to sign up. I haven't I used it. to live in Colorado and I haven't been Did back you? since. And so maybe I need to go too. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I said uh, it's my goal to make it to one show a year, whether I have to fly there or, well, Chicago's kind of given because I live so close to there, but I would love to like, that's my thing, right? Every year I get to fly to a show. I still haven't picked one for this year. I should probably hurry before the world closes again. (laughs) As somebody who's semi-new to all this, it was like, oh, wow, there are shows, you know? It's like, this is so cool. Because there are not here, I don't think there's very many great stores that sell anything. And I went to a hobby store way out in like Lakewood or something, and I was really disappointed in it. It wasn't really what it seemed to be online. And, you know, so I get jealous of these people who go to these amazing stores. I see the posting like, oh, I want to go there, but I'm probably a good thing I don't because I would just spend all my money. <laughs> they are, they are, um, I've been to a few of them and they're pretty amazing. Yeah. I just, you know, won't take my husband again because then I feel like I'm being rushed. Oh, I'm like the worst. It's like they just don't get it, right? <laughs> they don't, but he he was good. He didn't say anything. He just, you know, he looks and but I could have spent a couple more hours there for sure. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I love your creations. I can't wait to see. It sounds like you got some pretty cool things coming up, your garage can't wait to see oh one thing I wanted to say too you mentioned your grandma have you ever thought of making her something to spark some memories from maybe her house um you know no only because she didn't really live in the place she lived in very long I would I mean it was it was well after her husband had passed and so she was already like in her 60s or so when she lived in that home and I don't know about any of the other homes before that as far as like what life was like for her in those homes um I know if she were to see this she would be like whoa (laughs) she would think it was pretty amazing you know and having her having to go in during a pandemic we haven't been able to like, you know, bring her home for holidays or anything and have very limited time that we've been able to see her. Um, but I know if I brought her here to see it, she would just be amazed. She would think it was so amazing, but she's always been very supportive of everything I do. So, you know, that's how grandmas are. <laughs> yeah. I just say that. Cause well, I made my grandparents kitchen and then so for oh, every, cute. yeah. And so it sparked a lot of memories for my grandma, that's like cool. when I would bring it around and so for every 100th order, I decided and partnered with a local senior center and people that recently moved into this assisted living, I would make something for them, whether it just be like a corner of their oh. living room with their favorite chair, you know, match the wallpaper or match the carpet, just to try to spark some type of memory. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah. So I thought of your grandma, maybe if there was yeah. something from her. Oh, past. there are things I'm sure like little pieces of something. Yeah, I could totally do. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. I've just been sending, I, I got her a digital photo frame and I just have been piling pictures on it and have had them, you know, set it up for her. Cause I couldn't go in her room, go upstairs or her room or anything. And I think she loves that. Yeah anything so it's just a thought now that you're creating and you could make something like that for her that's a good idea I love that I love any idea what you would make I don't know gosh you know she used to have I as a kid growing up in the 70s she was she know she had a thing for Elvis Presley growing up and there's a girl you know the girl with mini Graceland on Instagram Mm -hmm. that I do a lot of her stuff and she would always talk about Elvis and she had this one of those record players that, you know, was like the big thing that you lift it up and it had, like, that would be so neat to make or something like that. Oh, there you go. 
with some little Elvis records or something. She loved Chuck Berry. She loved Elvis. She loved, she would do twist contests with my grandpa and they would win some of them. And so I think that would be kind of fun. That's a good idea. I actually have, I'm making records right now. Actually, I could, Are send, you? Yeah, I could send you the SVD yeah. file. That would be Not so cool. FVD. What is it? STL for. <laughs> oh, for fruity printing. Yes. And you could print it off. So are you getting good at that? Because I am not. <laughs> um, well, I'll be honest. These records came from my friend. Yeah. yeah. I need to find um, a friend who can design for me. <laughs> I actually found him on Facebook in a forum. I reached out and said, can someone make files for me? And he reached out. He was, you know, really nice. We've been talking. So once in a while, he'll make me files. But I've been playing around in Tinkercad and I feel like I'm at that next level. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just really want to, like, for example, I'm making pumpkins and I just really want to make, like, the sides look indented and more realistic. So that requires brushes and Tinkercad, I don't think, really offers what I want. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those courses that I'm going to take and try to teach myself, but time you know, I just have to block that time and to learn. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like there's just not enough time to want to do it all, (laughs) you know, I know. (laughs) So maybe I could find that miniatures too, that has a a program that they're teaching. That would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe I can learn and teach. I was going to say, if you learn and you teach, (laughs) that would be, I would be their first student. (laughs) So yeah, all the possibilities, right? I know. I keep thinking of like the people who could teach like lighting courses online. Like, I don't feel like enough people teach enough online with miniatures. Like there's a few YouTube channels out there that have some good stuff, but not like in depth, you Mm -hmm. know, there's just a couple. I, there's just such a market out there for people to be jumping in on that. So I know. And there, there is so many great in-person classes, I feel, but yeah, I, I feel you. There was just that one that I, IGMA am I even getting that right I think that's right but they had like a whole week long of classes like how amazing would that be but who I know I can't take a week off just to go no if they were like like within the industries that I've been in where I've taken like you know um blogging and social media and SEO type courses like a summit for the week they'll work if you pay for it or you could join for free if they're live but you could pay and you could get their recordings now that would be a whole nother you know, I would be willing to pay just to have recordings, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to get on this. (laughs) (laughs) This was a podcast about miniatures, but really it's about business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and find your miniatures. And then I'll also put them in the show notes so that they can click and find you easily. But yeah. So Aspen miniature is the Instagram. And then I did create a website for it where I was blogging the room box part, but I haven't really kept up with it. Mm-hmm. I think I will if I decide to sell some of my files. So, and then a TikTok also Aspen miniature, which I'm not on it all the time, but sometimes I have a cute, you know, little video I can put up and I just stick it out on there. And then Pinterest as well. I'm, I pin all kinds of dollhouse stuff on Pinterest on under Aspen miniature as well. So that's where you'll find everything. Um, I'm not like strict with it like I do my business stuff <laughs> you know um but but this isn't really it. a business right remember it's- no it's not it's not a business it's not <laughs> it's so like me in so many ways because it just brings me back memories like I used to make silverware jewelry so let's you know start up something there and then let's do resin I really love resin so do then you? I would take dried flowers from people's funerals or oh, memorials and make them something whether it was a keychain whether it was a necklace so then I got into that and then I incorporated the silverware with it and oh yeah I've had lots of businesses too yeah it's I, like I, you know now I try to find ways to do, to make my business where I can do certain thing that can be in the different areas. So I'm not making the same thing all, mm-hmm. you know, something different all the time. Yeah. I think I'd go crazy if I, did that. Yeah. Um, but learning to just kind of slow down and not try to do it all is, is definitely a challenge for me. And <laughs> you're so creative all- and I, people tell me this all the time, you know, like, you know how to do illustrator, you know how to make the SVG files. You find it very easy 
other people don't. So I yeah. think, you know, you selling your SVG files is very helpful to others and very yeah. serving. So, yeah. And I also believe when you're selling things like that, the kits or those types of things is having a video instruction, like some way to like show people I'm a visual learner and there's a lot of that lacking too. And you know, that's how Holly pixels became what it was is because of YouTube. And, um, that I just think that's so important to show people how to use something, you know, there's two people just sell an SVG file and they don't really like, you know, go into it. And I think that's just so important. So, um, cause there are people out there who don't understand it <laughs> and they want to know, but they want that cricket, but they don't know how to use it. And, you know, super important. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you. I'm just having fun. If I ever get to Colorado again, I, I yeah. I would love that. What part of Colorado were you in? Um, Denver. Denver? Yeah, I lived right down by like 16th Street Mall, like right downtown. Oh wow, you're way down there then. My brother's a lieutenant paramedic at Denver Health. Um, but I live in Aurora, so yeah. <laughs> and then my boyfriend at the time moved me to Greeley. Oh, Stink, stinky little girly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, did not like that place. I feel like the only time they, this is horrible to say, but I feel like the only time they come on the news is when there's like a murder or something. <laughs> it's just Duncan Greeley. I think yeah. of that, that business, but the refinery. Yeah. 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 When I, um, some, just a side note, but when sometimes here in Wisconsin, when the, when the clouds sometimes are in the horizon, I just like, I visualize their mountains. I'm like, oh, yes. I'm back in Denver. Well, I moved here from St. Louis, so Midwest. So I get it. I don't miss the humidity. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do not miss that. But I do miss those thunderstorms and that kind of weather. You know, we just no. don't get it that like much. Like the tornadoes we just had here. Those I were don't fun. miss the tornadoes. <laughs> Which when I was in St. Louis, I, I, I became a trained weather spotter. I took one of those like two-day courses at the community college to become a trained weather spotter. And then like a year after that, I moved here and I'm like, well, a lot of good that did me. <laughs> it's scary, but I'd rather be in a tornado. I just told someone than an earthquake. Yes. At least you yeah. have warning unless you're sleeping like we were, but yeah. yeah. I, and I have oh, a yeah. basement and I feel like I can hide kind of from a tornado an earthquake. You really can't. So no, exactly. It's scary. It's a very scary situation. Yeah. In Colorado, what do you have snow that, I mean, I feel like yeah, we've had it's flash crazy. flooding this summer though, and my basement leaked because of it, and it was just a whole fun thing we had to deal with. <laughs> but it's been smoky, really smoky this past few weeks. So, like the air quality has been so bad that they're like, it's like a, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. You know, it's just from horrible. Canada. It's I think it's Canada and Oregon, like kind of that whole okay. north uh, west side of the country where it's just kind of coming down. I mean, to the point where it's you're sitting outside, and you're just like my eyes burn. You know, it's just mm -hmm. so bad. I haven't seen the mountains in a long time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, really? And one yeah. more side thing about California or Colorado when I lived there, I was young, so I'm kind of naive, I guess. But <laughs> everything I'd cook, I'd burn, and I never oh. really understood what the heck. That's altitude. Yeah. I can't bake. I, I tried to bake cookies from scratch, like sugar cookies that I could do amazingly in Missouri, but <laughs> come here. I tried different flowers, like the high altitude flower. Yeah, I just yeah, up. it's really a thing. Yeah. It, it was hard. It is. <laughs> it totally is. It really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again. I yeah. love this conversation. Enjoyed meeting you, and I can't wait to see what else you have coming up on Instagram. Thank you for having me. Yeah, or I guess now I have to get on YouTube and watch you or Pinterest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. You have a great day. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.